I want my chips with the dip, that's all I know. I don't want my chips plain, I want my chips with the dip. So bring them this. going on we're back again for another edition of the dip ben slykerman and adam elder as always today we're going to start off with a little bit of discussion focusing on our fantasy basketball league i'll go ahead and throw it to adam right now (laughs) adam you moved up a couple spots in the rankings bravo yeah but you know what i feel like we tout ourselves as above average basketball minds and then here we are getting absolutely humbled in our fantasy basketball league. You and I were both sharing the basement there for a while, but granted, my team has picked up a little bit. That's because uh, Jalen Brown decided to step up his game big time, and he had a big game the other night in Memphis, I believe it was. And yeah, 42 points. He's basically been carrying me because Damian Lillard has been tragically non-existent at points for the, for the Portland Trailblazers, and that's somebody I put a lot of investment into. Donovan Mitchell's not starting out bad. I mean, he's still doing his his normal stuff, but he's on my team now though. What do you mean? What do you mean he's on your team? You 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 traded for him. I traded for him? Oh man, I didn't know you were gonna accept that. You you took CJ, dude. What do you no. mean? No. That trade tra- went through okay, live you know reaction. Before we started here, I was about to ask you if you were gonna accept that or not, because I said this is my last chance for you. And, oh my dude. god, you Wow. Dude, it's over. It's wow. been over since, since I'm the league uh, manager. I didn't get the trade approved in time for the game last night. But yeah, I went through after the game started last night. So your lineup was locked in with him last night. But he's on my team now. Wow. Yeah. And I got Buddy healed wow. and you have Brogdon now. I like Brogdon though. Yeah, Brogdon's, Brogdon's been a solid player for me. But I'm happy to get off uh, McCollum and take Mitchell from you. That's so funny. Why Did, did you not think I was going to accept that? Yes, I thought you were not going to because I thought you wanted to hang on to McCollum that bad. No, no. And the alert went through yesterday on... Yeah, but you gave me a great piece. Honestly, I wonder, I'm wondering if I should be trying to move Siakam. Siakam's trash. He's not, he's not turning out. And it's a little scary. You know what a nice yeah. thing is though is that I have players from the same teams. So right now, I have Brogdon, Sabonis... Sabonis is balling out big time. Yeah, I wanted Sabonis from you in that trade, and I obviously you didn't give him to me. Because that wasn't going to happen. I, I tried to give you Joe Ingles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not happening, Ben. What are you doing, dude? What if I would have thrown Christian Wood? I still wouldn't have taken it. <sighs> Christian Wood and Christian Joe Wood's Ingles. probably a fantasy god, though, right? Uh, he's, been do- he's been one of my best players. Well, But Sabonis is just hot right now, so it's like, it's not a guarantee. 
Christian Wood's been fairly consistent for me so far. Yeah, I'm still in last place though, man. I'm I'm eating shit to put it front to any <laughs> listeners right now. Um, but it's also very early. And to be straight up, Luca's just been awful. And Luca is a guy that I was hoping that was really gonna carry my team. Uh Devin Booker's been all right, but like the scoring is still kind of wonky. I don't really get it quite yet. I'm trying to figure it all out. Um, but I I don't know. It's a long season. I have faith. I have faith in my team because I have a I have a good roster, man. Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, DeAndre Ayton, Donovan Mitchell, Serge Ibaka, Jamal Murray, Montrez, Seth Curry, Christian Wood. I like that team. Yeah, I got Porzingis too, but he's been out. So I'm waiting for him to come back because he's a walking <laughs> double-double. So that's going to be hella good stats. Exactly. As soon as he comes back, dump Harrell. <laughs> Harrell's been pretty good for me, actually. Has he really? He probably, he does put up numbers. Yeah, uh, I actually really like the way he boxes people out and grabs rebounds, man. Like he's so like, like locked in on grabbing rebounds. It was crazy that game uh, against uh, the Spurs the other night. It was just like, can it be stopped? <laughs> well, <laughs> on the boards, but I mean, it is the San God. Antonio Spurs, so yeah, they don't have many bigs to begin with. So no, pretty sure their starting four is like Trey Lyles. Yikes. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. Uh, well, I guess that would probably wrap it up for fantasy. I don't have too much more right now. Um, yeah, there's uh, not much to talk about, especially from the output that both of our teams have had. Yeah, Andrew's destroying us. So The guy in first has a significant lead. Yeah, the gap is crazy. He has 42 points and Ben has 19. Right. Yikes. And Mitch, right, Mitch, is, Mitch is behind him by 13 points. I'm only behind Mitch by place. a point. Right. So I could overtake Mitch if I have a good night tonight. Yeah, it's possible quite easily. All right. Well, that can move us on uh, right into our uh, next segment here. Um, This is going to be the first time that we uh, do this segment. Uh, We will revisit this a couple more times this season. And that is our sign or trade segment. Adam, you want to let our viewers know what this is? So basically, this is just a different twist on the old. uh, This is who I want to put stock in stock into and then this is who I want to sell stock in you know a lot of teams that you're starting to gain some belief in and just also lose belief in as well yeah right that's kind of how we uh how it originated when we were talking about doing this as a segment was uh let's look at a team that we're buying stock in in the, each conference and a team that we're selling stock in in each conference and then we kind of just twisted it to make it a little fun for you guys Um, So we will touch on this in the middle of the season and at the end of the season, we can go ahead and start it off. I can uh, kick us off here. And a lot of our listeners probably know that we're not big fans of the Los Angeles Clippers, but they are the first team I'm going to be signing today. No way. They are. It's early in the season for the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, but they have beat the Lakers. They have beat Portland. They lost to Dallas. They lost really bad to Dallas. That was a historic loss. I know it was bad. Chalk that up to their record. And I'm not going to take any weight off of them for losing that game, how they did, because it just, I don't know. Sometimes the Clippers just seem to go absolutely stone cold from three. So Doc Rivers has always been responsible for teams in the playoffs that just lose all their gas right to the very Mm -hmm. end. You know, like that's how the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and that's how that entire legacy he went. blew yeah. three three one leads. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like you were hoping that the Clippers were going to be able to shake that image of themselves when they let uh, Doc Rivers walk. Seeing them get blown out by fifty just really kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit because you you start to wonder is like is that really gone? Because yeah, it is early in the season and Dallas was just extremely hot, but like 
they still have to get blamed for not hustling on offense or defense is what it comes down to to let themselves get up by down by 50 points. Yeah. And personally, I question their depth a lot. I don't know. I could never have them as, as a signing team. Um, if anything, I would put them as a trade, uh, in my personal opinion. Um, what, what got you on the path of signing them? It was just, I watched a little bit of their last game against the Blazers and granted the Blazers are dead last in defensive efficiency, Mm -hmm. but the Clippers were just torching them on everything. They were just, they were getting it to the rim, how they wanted. They had a bunch of open passing lanes. They were hitting guys in transition for three guys were getting and ones drives to the basket. It was just, they were dominating all over Portland. And I mean, I wouldn't say Portland has completely disproven themselves as having some defensive potential because we saw that against the Lakers. They definitely have defensive potential. They were missing Gary Trent as well. That's a big, that's a big piece for them now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their rotation. And he's a big rotation piece for them, but they still have McCollum and Lillard and the Clippers just took absolute advantage of them the other night. I kind of let you see on in on more what the Clippers potential is because they also showed it against the Lakers too. Like they showed they can be a really good team. And I feel like I have to at least give them a sign at least this time. We'll see how they're doing at the halfway point. But right now I have to sign them. Hmm. Interesting. I like that pick. That's a good, that's a good podcast pick for the day, man. I like that. Uh, that's clutch. Uh, I can't say I agree with it, but um, it's good. It's good. It's a reasonable pick. I'll say that. Exactly. All right. Well then I'm going to hop over to the Eastern conference for my Eastern conference signing. Then for my Eastern conference signing, I picked the Indiana Pacers. So this is a team that I was low on in our uh, perspective standings for the Eastern Conference. Me too. Uh, I kind of felt like they've, yeah, you know, I kind of felt like they've reached their ceiling uh, with their current core as it is. Uh, but I did give them credit for continuity and the fact that these guys have been together for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. They seem to know their roles fairly well, which is good. Right. Uh, I think the tension with Miles Turner uh, doesn't really seem to be affecting him, even though he knows that he was almost traded for Gordon Hayward. Uh, he seems to still be hustling. Uh, they just work. This team works well together and they continue to work well together. You know what I mean? Like they were the, they were the four seed last year. <laughs> right. But you, but you know what the big question is for them though. Can they do it in the playoffs? That's what it comes down to. 100%. But we can, we can look at the end of the season and see, and take a look at that. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's just how many teams have you seen that are just, regular season teams that just go to the playoffs and just get bounced either as the higher seed or a lower seed. I mean, right. 100%. They've been one of those teams. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. My thing with it is, is I expected them to drop a little bit, but now at this pace that they're starting this season, I I don't think that they're going to drop, especially in this Eastern conference that is kind of weak. Once you get past like the top three teams, (laughs) in my opinion, Uh, it gets weaker. I'm not going to say it's like completely weak, but it definitely gets weaker and it, it pales in comparison to the Western Conference. The Western <laughs> Conference fairly stacked, obviously. Right. Uh, so this team, I just feel like, is actually going to exceed expectations that I had for them, um, which is why I put them as a sign right now. Obviously, we'll take a look at them in the middle of the season and towards the end of the season, ramping up for the playoffs. Uh, but Sabonis right now, my lord, dude, we were talking about it in fantasy. He's balling out for you and your league and probably the reason you're jumped up to third place, honestly. 57% from the field, 53% from three, playing 37 <sighs> minutes a game, just hustling, Yikes. dude. Hustling. Love to see it. Have you seen the highlights too? No, I haven't watched I haven't watched the Pacers game at all, honestly. They're entertaining to watch. I'll say that. They're entertaining to watch because they just, it works. They work well together. They, they know their roles and they're playing hard. They have a new coach too. 
have mm-hmm. a new coach that probably brought in a new offense that was like, these guys need to, I don't know. See, I need to watch the Pacers more because I, <laughs> I have nothing, no, nothing about them. So Brogdon shooting 50% from the uh, field. He's averaging 20 points per game right now. Last year, he averaged 16. So like he's Taking on pace step. right now. He's Yeah, he's on pace right now to take a step this season in uh, production. So bravo. Definitely bravo. Like, I don't know though. There's always just been almost allergic reaction to me watching either Bucks or Pacers games, you know? <laughs> so I've, I haven't seen much of his career. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I follow him really close, but I might start watching them now just seeing how they're doing right now. I mean, they're four and one. Yeah. Uh, they're right up there at the top with the Eastern in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah. Uh, I could see them easily being the four, four or the five seed again. Uh, quite reasonable, actually. Uh, did you want to go ahead and move on to maybe a trade? Yeah, we can do a trade. Um, so I feel like my number one trade that I would make right now would be the Toronto Raptors. Dude, that's so funny that you said that I have them as my Eastern Conference trade as well. <laughs> it's true though, you know. Can't say that I've watched any Raptors games either, but I've seen them losing. Like They have a one and three record right now. I don't know what's not working for them because it's starting to show that that championship team was made up of just, yes, role players. You know, mm-hmm. and then they plugged in a top top ten guy with Kawhi Leonard. And now that these guys are back to being role players again, I guess Kyle Lowry's probably taking a step back too. Then if they're, you know, Kyle Lowry's actually been pretty consistent for the start of the season. I was looking at stats. Um, I didn't oh, yeah. put him down he here because he's actually doing good. I really put down people on my trades that were doing bad. Uh, so that had v- Fred Van Fleet at thirty nine percent from the field, thirty five percent from the three. Yikes. Not that good. Siakam even worse, thirty nine percent from the field, thirty three percent from three. Wow, just rough right now. Obvious translating to their one and three record. It's clear. Uh, I don't know, dude, maybe it's because they're playing in Tampa, but like you don't have a crowd anyway, but like that's still like relocating for you and your families potentially. So that's probably like difficult, I would say. I don't know. I think it just comes down to they don't have a guy that's stepping up for them right now. Other than Kyle Lowry, I will completely refute that claim because I just looked at his stats. He's actually doing better than he was last year. He's at 40% from three right now. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't put him down as a negative for this team. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's something he's stepping that's up. actually hanging... Right, he's stepping up. I mean, he's... Dude, the narrative needs to just be straight up about Kyle Lowry and the fact that he's a top three-point guard. He is. And he has been for the last, like, what, three years? Yeah. I mean, in terms of the point guard position, he's a top three-point guard. Top five. We'll say top five. Uh, is he, though? He's a championship-winning point guard. That puts him right in the conversation with Kyrie Irving, Stephen Curry. That's fair. I can't. I I would agree with that, but we'll say top five to be uh be a little bit conservative. It was like him and Leonard, the dynamic duo. But then Siakam was stepping up too, so he was doing his own thing. Yeah, I think it's clear that the lack of like that top ten overall player, like a two way player like Kawhi Leonard, uh, plugged into that great offense under Nick Nurse. Uh, it's clear that without having that type of player, like. These guys, this isn't a terrible team. Like they're a good no. team. They have right. a lot of great pieces. OG Ananobi is also a good piece. But yeah, with Freddie Van Fleet getting that huge contract looking like this to start the season, that's not great in terms of credit for him. Siakam's I, looking really rough, which just that's that's rough. <laughs> that's all I can say about Siakam, man. Seeing he was the guy that we had picked, or at least I had picked for comeback player of the year, too. And I don't know. I hope he hasn't lost complete confidence in his game because, you know, you want to see him out there balling out. 
Yeah. I mean, I like Siakam as a player. Yeah, I like him as a player. Uh, He has a lot of uh, moves in his bag that I think are interesting. Um, It's just not working out for him. I feel like he probably got his confidence shattered a lot by that playoff series against the Celtics because he got shut down big time. They were not letting him do any kind of that post-spin, post-up, like high post action that he loves to do, you know, where he's just streaking to the rim and just beating guys off the dribble. They like completely erased that from his game. So he just went right in the shadow. You know, yeah, it's uh, it's as a fan, I don't like to see it because I've always liked the guy, um, good old spicy P, but maybe he's taking a step back, man. Maybe he's not the player we thought he was at this point. We'll have to see, uh, probably towards the middle of the season, we'll get a better idea of what's going on there in Toronto. Yeah, we can have them, we both have them as a, a trade, but you never know, they could find themselves up in the signing position. Oh, yeah, yeah, they could turn it the around season. Right. They could definitely turn it around. Uh, we can go ahead and move on. I'll hop on for a Western Conference signing here. And that is the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I was watching their game against the Jazz the other night. Uh, pretty competitive game um, up until the fourth quarter. Uh, Phoenix Suns definitely uh, seemed to just kind of pull away in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nice to see. I'm a big fan of Devin Booker. I have him on my uh, fantasy team. Uh, you got Chris Paul on your team. So yeah, but I'm uh, looking to trade Chris Paul to any suitors. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to move off of him. Uh, well, right now, the Phoenix Suns are 12th in offensive rating and third in defensive rating, which was a surprising uh stat for me like in terms of efficiency uh so 12th you know they're right there on the cusp of the top 10 uh, in offense uh, i'd like to see that get a little bit better uh the defense surprises me though because i was watching their uh preseason games and man their perimeter defense was really rough uh but i guess i'll just chalk that up to the fact that guys are just trying to get in a groove because uh, right now their defense is looking pretty good obviously mm-hmm. it's still early so i don't want to sell that too much but uh, Booker shooting 48% from the field, looking pretty good in that mid-range. Uh, struggling a little bit from three-point, uh, the three-point range, but we'll be all right there. He'll uh, he'll pick it up as the season goes on. I have faith in that. Mikhail Bridges shooting 56% from the field, uh, 50% nice. from the three, so he's balling out. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's working in the uh, paint, shooting 48% from the field, uh, looking pretty good as well. Haven't seen a lot from Chris Paul, but that's okay. Uh, it's a long season, and he's an old man, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I 37 mean. Thirty-seven years uh, old. Thirty. Yeah, well, no, thirty-six. I think, but thirty-six. Yeah, same age as LeBron, I believe. Uh, but yeah, you know what I mean. I'll I'll touch on him later in the season. We'll see how he progresses oh, and whatnot. Five games, eleven point six points per game. Yeah, he's not looking too hot right now, but he's shooting well from the floor. At least he'll be all right. It, He'll be all right. 31% from three and 38% from the field. So yeah, it seems like he probably is just going to take a step forward at some point. You know, he at least has to. Yeah, I think he's just, uh, he, he didn't look like he's playing too hard uh, in the minutes that he's getting um, from what I've seen. Uh, he's this still is got probably, it. He's definitely still got it. Think about what he's he did in the playoffs. I mean, he's, he's a top, I would put him a top five point guard. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I want to say top three because he don't have that chip, but. That's always been his problem though. That's the Doc Rivers curse. Right. This is all of his gas. Chasing those rings. Uh, so that was probably my, my most Homer pick out of all of these today, man. Uh, because I'm obviously a, a bit of a stand for Devin Booker this season. But uh, you want to go ahead and hit me with a, with a signing here from the Eastern Conference? Yeah. My Eastern Conference signing is the Boston Celtics. Now, they've played, nice, some, pretty, they've played some pretty tough games. But 
Jalen and Jason are absolutely tearing it up right now. And you love to see yeah. it. Like these guys are basically just trading possessions at this point. I feel like that's what just needed to happen though, because they started out their careers being the role players around, you know, the stars, like basically Horford, Kyrie, and Gordon Hayward. Those were the stars. And they were there to put up what they didn't have. And now that you see these guys step into this role where they are the guys, they're flourishing. And I feel like right. they have great chemistry with Marcus Smart. So, I mean, that having that as a one, two, three, that's deadly. They need some, yeah. I feel like that's one thing they need to do is find out how they can move Tatum to the three and not play him at the four because I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing right now. But, you know, I just, I could see this team doing well in the playoffs. I feel like they really bolstered their center by getting Tristan Thompson. I feel like he was in a rotation for sure. Tice, Tice ain't going to cut it. Yeah, I know. Every time I see him shoot threes, I actually get a little mad. Yeah, I don't know why they try to move that shot for him. I don't, I don't do understand. I. It. Like sometimes it's like early on in the possession too, with like six seconds in, and he shoots that three, and I'm just like, why are they letting him do why, that? Yeah, why? Yeah, why is that the shot you're using? <laughs> why? Because it's not even a good that? look. The halftime. No, it's, it's a waste of possession. Is what exactly. It is. They just need to. I don't know. You'd rather have Marcus Smart taking like a step back three at that point than having Tice get some kind of rotation over to him. There's actually been a lot of issues. Uh, I would say the biggest issue with them right now is actually shot creation. Uh, Bill Simmons uh, was going off about it uh, one night I saw on Instagram. It's like a live reaction thing he did. And it was just like touching on the fact that like Tatum seems to get a little nervous in bigger, big moments and can't really create his shot when he needs to. I know that sounds kind of funny considering he hit that ridiculous step back uh, over Giannis. Uh, but still, I think... He has an issue with nervous though. I don't think he does at all. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) He seems, he seems, I don't know. There's something with like the ball, the ball's stopping a lot in that offense. I mean, obviously they're still doing pretty good, but like there's moments when that ball stops and it's, you know who the clutch guy should be on that team though. Who's that? Jalen Brown. You're right. If Tatum's not going to do it right now, (laughs) Jalen Brown is literally unaffected by everything. And that's what made is making him so good in the playoffs. Like you and I have talked about it at least half a dozen times in the playoffs last season. Jalen Brown was the guy calmly hitting corner threes when everybody Mm -hmm. else was scrambling on offense. And this guy was just hitting shots with like people right in his eyes. Mm. Like he is so unbelievably cold. Like I just, that's why I feel like he's going to take that next step and really be that player. And that's why he's, he's like that now. He's just one of those cold players. Well, he's getting the touches as well, because like you said, he's like him and JT have always been behind uh, a superstar, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie Irving, Kimba Walker, like, well, Kimba Walker is not necessarily a superstar, neither is it compared to Kyrie Irving, but those are all high usage point guards. So they've been playing with high usage point guards for the majority of the start of their careers here. So mm-hmm. now it's their time. And I, I mean, I know I was just harping on Tatum a little bit, but like they are stepping up to the challenge for most, like for the most part, you know what I mean? Definitely, like they are, yeah. they're getting the opportunity and they are seizing it. Uh, I have Tatum as a top three MVP candidate for the season. Uh, I'm not sure exactly if he's going to be in the, on that pace. Uh, may have been too bit of a hot take, but I don't think it's gonna so, be man. solid. I don't think you so. don't think so. You think you can still, yeah, still be on that pace. I think that's. I think this is this is the year for them. I feel like with it being a shortened season, they should just let the Jays play 
and have Ky- Kemba Walker rehab himself, you know, yep. let him sit out like the Take first half of the season. Exactly. And just let these guys ball out. That way he's there in the playoffs for ball movement. Exactly. Because that's always what happens in the playoffs. Let's say Boston was to trade Kemba Walker to like Cleveland. All of a sudden, so who do they trade to? Who do they get from Cleveland that they want? They probably get either Darius Garland. Yeah, Garland or Sexton. And I don't see either of those guys stepping up in the playoffs. One, because they've never been there and had to play high pressure basketball at all in their careers, you know? So yeah, I'd rather take Kemba Walker. Exactly. And we saw how Kemba was in his first outing in high pressure basketball. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't Kemba Walker, you know? No, that he we, wasn't. That we've he seen wasn't in the great. playoffs or no, in the, the regular season. Right. Yeah, so, he wasn't I mean, great. And they dump off Kemba. They get some other rookie in return that has no experience either. And then what? It falls right back on the Jays to carry them. Marcus Smart starts taking bad shots and the Jays just get shut down because they try to do too much isolation or just pick and roll. And that gets stopped in the playoffs. So often guys are going to step up on defense in every way. And then you'd probably see another second round exit from them. But that's, I feel like that's just should be their plan of action is let Kemba rehab and let these guys get their momentum and then boost up that trio like right before the playoffs are about to start. Well, another possible trade for them that people keep throwing around, and this isn't going to happen because of Danny Ainge, uh, but that's James Harden. And Houston would probably yeah. want way too much. You have to give up Brown or Tatum. You have to give up Brown or Tatum, and that's what you And it would be Brown, up. and I don't think it's happening. I don't think Houston would take Kimba and Smart. I don't think that's enough for Houston. I think Houston's really, really thirsty right now, and they're trying to yeah. get an Anthony Davis pull is what it is. I mean... <sighs> And that's what they're trying to do. I feel like they're trying to pull a New Orleans right now, especially when Drew Holiday just went for what he did. It's mm-hmm. like, really? We have James Harden. <laughs> and we also have no draft capital. So please save our organization because Tillman, <laughs> Tillman Fertitta is an asshole. He is. Tillman Fertitta is not a fan of this podcast. Or he's not part <laughs> not of a the, friend of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hope he's not a fan either. But yeah, he's not a friend of this podcast either. Uh, but yeah, so I don't ever see them trading for, uh, trading for James Harden. Uh, but it is possible. I don't know what that does for their team. Personally, I see a lot of people trying to make sense of it. I don't like it. Uh, but I mean, it is plugging a top 10 guy into a pretty good team. So that's worked for a lot of, a gutted team. A lot of people before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to see what happened. I mean, they're pretty rough in terms of like depth, uh, Celtics are. Uh, mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're like watching a game, but from them and like the rotation players, you're like, I didn't even know that guy existed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I know. They like, just have man. all these young guys. Yeah. And that like their defense, I would say is what's hurting right now. And it's probably to the fact that they have those young guys and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. We can definitely revisit them later this season. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hop over to a trade for the Western conference. And it kind of fits well. Uh, Cause this is another team that, looking pretty rough right now, but could potentially trade for James Harden is in that conversation a lot lately as far as trading for James Harden. And that is the Golden State Warriors. And they're my Western Conference trade for today. Uh, I guess this would be like a homer pick as well in terms of the fact that this team is just awful right now. So it's obvious that I would trade them. Uh, But Mm -hmm. being being a negative Nancy toward the Warriors as I am, uh, I've been long long history of not enjoying them as a basketball team. So I'm going to put them as my trade today. Uh, 27th in offensive rating, 21st in a defensive rating. So at their bottom of the pack, uh, 
Ubre Jr. shooting 26 from the field, 4.8% from three. That is a real number. Uh, Wiggins, oh 36 gosh. from the field, uh, 42% from the three for Wiggins. Oh, so that's wow, just really? trash. Yeah, but that's still trash. Like that's still like below league average. I mean, 40%. 40. Uh, he's above league average on three, but he's like below league average on field goal. That's 36 yeah. from the field. Yeah, you're not getting so, what you I mean, want from Andrew Wiggins. So even with that high of a shooting percentage from three, like it's just that's sad. Exactly. What does that look like? Actually, it doesn't look like winning basketball. He's shooting forty two percent, but it's not winning basketball. So what does mm-hmm. it mean? Empty stats. Empty stats is what that means to me. Uh, Curry doesn't seem to be able to carry the leadership role very well when he's the only guy. Uh, the absence of Draymond Green is clearly devastating to whatever resemblance of defensive identity they have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you brought up a good you brought up a good point there, and that's that the leadership of Steph Curry has not been a highlight for the Warriors at all. And I agree with that. And I feel like it just came from even the first game of the season. Because I remembered I had messaged you that there was a couple of times where Steph Curry had came off of screens and the guys on the team simply just did not get him the ball. Even though he was running off screens, they were just simply not paying attention. Like they were trying right. to get the isolation look and Curry got froze out, probably not on purpose because everybody knows his role on the team. He is the star of that team. But just right. because he was working off ball and nobody saw him, like he would throw his hands up a little bit and kind of like just turn around and get mad. And I was like kind of on his side, but at the same time, I'm like, do you really want your teammates to see that? Like, I feel like that definitely demotivates them because then you're just, yeah, you're just talking down to him basically at that point. Yeah. It's a, it's a top down management there. And uh, that's not a good, uh, good example to set for your team. Uh, it's obviously clear that Draymond being out is hurting them. Uh, also, not having Clay as that re- release valve is pretty mm-hmm. tough for Steph. I mean, that dude was always just there to help take some of that offensive burden off. I mean, Clay, do- Clay or Steph doesn't win those rings without Clay there. Uh, and honestly, it looks like he can't have a winning basketball team without Clay there, which, which is sad for their organization. But I don't know. It's not looking good for them. And I'm going to read these tea leaves and saying that they would be a trade in the middle of the season and they would be a trade for me at the end of the season too. Whew, yikes. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident in saying that right now here just from the jump. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they could trade for Harden. I don't know what that really does. If they do, honestly. My, my God, think of the villain. They're just back to being the villains again. Yeah, I mean, that cements your legacy as the ultimate villain. Because at this point, that allows for them to possibly go on another big run. And because... You just plug you just plug Harden in as the release valve. Yeah. And then when Clay comes back, he runs the three. Draymond runs the four. Wiseman you're runs small, the five. You're small, but good Lord, you would score a lot of points. Wiseman at the five, though. <laughs> so it'd be like the six-second Warriors or James Wiseman. Oh <laughs> but yeah, just imagine that. Uh, but I don't know if you want to go ahead and hit me with your uh, your next pick here. But my Western Conference trade is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh, nice. That's... Simply not a good basketball team at all. No, right. Trash. So we haven't talked about the Timberwolves. <laughs> I know, exactly. We haven't really talked about the Timberwolves at all on our, pl- on our podcast. So I feel like now is the time to kind of go on a mini rant about them and how disappointed <laughs> I am in them for the last five seasons that I've at least tried to pay attention to them. And they started off with that core of Wiggins and Cat. And they sucked. 
And then <laughs> they got Jimmy Butler and they were up to the fourth seed in the West. Fourth seed in the West with Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and Carl Anthony Towns. Because they had and a dog. Because they had an absolute dog in Jimmy Butler. They fell in the playoffs to James Harden. Jimmy Butler requests the trade and gets traded to Philadelphia. And then that's the end of that saga. So where is Minnesota left then? Left in the dust yet again. They sucked again. They right. traded Butler for Robert Covington and Dario Saric, both who are gone now. So right. that's not... Both pieces have left. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And now they, for some reason, trade for D'Angelo Russell. And, and they draft Edwards. Yeah, they drafted Edwards. So you have two shooting guards there. A dude who doesn't even like basketball? Well, see, that's questionable. A lot of people think he's just messing around when he says that. I don't know. That's just Seems I feel like that real. was one of those things that everyone took out of context. You know, we've talked about this. Like people just take quotes in the media out of context because they want those short little quick bites of stuff, you know. And I feel like that was one of those things. So I mean, yes, he definitely came out and said that. But like I feel like he was probably just playing around, you know. He's an NBA player, of course he is there to compete. Well, regardless, they look bad and they're not competing very well. So it's not a... Uh, yeah, not they look very, very awful. Him. Well, the other thing is, though, is... Um, Cat's I don't know if right you, now. Yes, he is. He's So that's a big piece for them, definitely. He's that's why Max, that's player. why Max team's been trash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yikes. But um, Ricky Rubio got traded back there this offseason. And I don't know if you read his uh, quote from earlier, but he came out and basically said that the Timberwolves aren't even playing team basketball, that they're just coming out and hooping. He said, mm -hmm. we're just going out there and hooping. We're not doing anything. He's like, guys right. just basically aren't putting in effort. And yeah. that kind of surprised me because you never heard a peep out of Ricky Rubio on his first stint in Minnesota. Now it seems like he's had some success. So now he's like calling dudes out. Like, right. You just need to straight up be better. Weak. Exactly. I feel like that's just the thing that comes down to in a lot of NBA locker rooms is that sometimes you, teams just don't have culture. They don't have a winning culture in place. And it just goes to show how effective that really can be. Right. And Carl uh, Anthony Towns, man, we've talked about this before. Like the dude's soft. Yeah, I really don't have faith in him playing defense or just trying to be... He, I feel like he's the step down from someone trying to be AD. Right. Because I, I don't know if he posts up too much in the mid-range, but he definitely shoots a lot. He's Granted, he's good, great at shooting threes, but like he's shooting threes and getting into the basket and not really working dudes in the post. Yeah, I mean, I don't... He's out right now on injury. He doesn't... He continues to just slack on defense... Um, I mean, he scores a lot of points. His production that way is impressive uh, in terms of his size. But and like he is able to stretch the floor pretty well. But I don't have a lot of faith in him and staying healthy and just being consistent, especially in the postseason. I just don't see it happening. Uh, if they could even make it there, uh, D'Lo. I mean, I think the verdict's out on him already. I don't. Yeah. I don't think much needs to be said there. Uh, so yeah, I would agree. They're a trade as well. I would put them as a dishonorable mention trade for me. Dishonorable mention, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could roll. We could roll into those if you want, because that wraps up uh, all of our main signings and main trades there. So a dishonorable mention for me though too comes from the Western or the Eastern Conference. Okay, it's the Washington Wizards. Ouch! Poor Russ. O and five. Russell Westbrook is quoted. <laughs> as saying that 
he called out everybody in an Instagram post, basically. He didn't say anything direct, but you know what I mean? He just had some quote by a famous person. I forget who it was, but he tagged all of the Wizards players in that Instagram post. Damn. And Russ is basically saying, we need to get our, we need to start figuring things out around here, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet again, last night, Bradley Beal is driving to the basket on a wide open look. And well, not wide open, but like there's one other guard in the paint keeping him from scoring. Goes mm-hmm. up to the basket, tries to draw the foul, and he loses the ball on the way up. And the the Wizards lose by two. Wow. Yeah. That's rough. That's <laughs> that's a punch in the face right there. Yeah. Embarrassing. Like, the Wizards, they've also just been giving up so many points. It's just disappointing to see from them. Like, I guess we should have expected it, though, because I know both you and I were talking like, yeah, the Wizards might sneak in. Actually, let me just go back to my notes here. I'll be able to tell you where I had them in my my finish. I have them at the, the number seven. And now it's hard to yep. even say they might be above a 10 seed. Yep. They are I bad. Know, yeah. Starting off this bad, it would be it's going to be a tough climb for them. Uh, Russ is a liability on defense, continues to be a liability on defense, and it's translating to a 0-5 record. Uh, yep. I don't. I could give a shit less about his triple doubles at this point, man. I really could. Me too. I know. Like um, I, somebody I, was comparing him to Jokic. It was like they oh, were both God. averaging close to triple doubles, and like. He said that Jokic's player efficiency rating overall for the season is like 28 and Russ's is like 10.5. That's how bad Russ is shooting. Right. Jokic Jokic does more more for his team overall. Oh, yeah. At least a big body in terms of defense. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Toe-to-toe with AD. Yeah, exactly. Russ is a small guard, so it's just eaten alive on defense. Uh, definitely a dishonorable mention. I would throw him in there. Uh, a dishonorable mention for me um, was the Milwaukee Bucks. Yikes. I know they have a good offensive rating right now. I believe they're second in efficiency right now uh, in offense. Uh, their defense, though, isn't that great. Uh, they were a little bit lower in their defensive rating. Um, I God, they got blown out by the Knicks. I don't like what their Ugh. defense looks like, which that, their defense was like a decent part of their identity and their winning identity uh, for the regular season. And now their defense isn't looking too good. Uh, maybe they're just trying to figure things out with the Probably. additions of Drew Holiday. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're trying to work yeah. the kinks out and stuff. But honestly, I'm not that impressed with Giannis. He choked those free throws in that game against Boston. That hurts to start the season like that. Uh, to put it frankly. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I almost put him in there as a, as a trade for the Eastern conference, but it's just a little bit too early, I guess. Uh, yeah. They, they just Giannis. need some more time, you know? Yeah. They need some more time. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, uh, working out new pieces. I'm going to give Giannis the benefit of the doubt to a certain degree, but, uh, also don't want to be too easy on him. Cause I think everyone's too easy on him, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's an honorable mention for you? Honorable mention. Now, this might be a hot take, but I have two different teams here that I have honorable mentions for. And I'm just going to go ahead and say both of them. The Charlotte Hornets and the Sacramento Kings. You Gordon Hayward stan. I'm not a Gordon Hayward stan at all. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I don't know. I've watched... Well, I watched the Charlotte Hornets game against the Brooklyn Nets and Hornets won that game and they were, they looked pretty good. Granted, I didn't think Gordon Hayward was that big of a factor in them winning, 
But neither is Lamelo Ball. He's not playing any important. No, he wasn't playing team. any minutes at all. But no, I feel like Ball the... is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because his son's not getting minutes, bro. <laughs> but um, it matters more to him than his son, so he's pissed. But yeah, and I feel like I have to just give a little recognition because I feel like the Charlotte Hornets have been playing a little bit better than what I was giving them credit for. So shout out to them, I guess. But right. That's my. Fair. My other team for honorable mention was the Sacramento Kings. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. I feel like they might be on like a Cleveland streak, you know. They did play in right. the bubble though. Hot to start just because of the fact that they haven't been playing in a while. Well, they were they played in the bubble but didn't play in the playoffs. Because they right. didn't they had a chance to make the playoff game, but they didn't. So I mean, they're not as well rested as the Cavs are, but I have more faith in their stars than I would of those are two teams that I see at I think see eye to eye are the Cavs and the the Kings. So yeah, Tyrese Halliburton's balling out for them right now. And they see that's end. funny because I actually had in my notes here. I was about ready to bring him up. I, I literally said Twitter loves Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He, but like if you watch and I actually have seen uh, highlights from them and I watched uh, one of their games. Um, I can't remember who they played. Maybe the Suns. Yeah. I think it was one of their games against the Suns here at the mm-hmm. start of the season. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is making a difference on that, on that basketball court and, and, and important moments too, uh, especially from a defensive point, but also uh, from an offensive point, which I don't think a lot of people expected. I mean, it's not like he's balling absolutely out of control, uh, <laughs> but what he's, if he's still good. making good plays, you know? Yes. And he's a smart player and he's a ready to go player. Like he's ready to play basketball now against grown, grown men, you know what right. I mean? He's not yeah. coming in super, super inexperienced. Like some of these guys do. Mm-hmm. Let's look so, up stats here real quick. Tyrese Halliburton. We'll get a full shout out on him. It's not impressive and it doesn't do him justice. But as a rookie though, that. as a rookie though, he's putting up 10.6 points on 50% from three and 52% from the field. Five games. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's a good start for him. Mm-hmm. That's a great start for him, actually. No, he's actually from three and putting in 10 points on 26 minutes a game. He's he moving is. into everybody's rookie of the year pick right now. Damn, I don't know if I'd go that far, but people are. I think people are jumping on him a little too early, but we'll see how he keeps uh, keeps progressing. Wouldn't it be funny if he came in and just benched Fox? Though <laughs> a lot of people think no, De'Aaron that's not Fox happen. He's a max guy. guy. They're not gonna be, they're not gonna bench him. He's a max guy. I mean, yeah, he could be a trade piece for them for sure, but he's a max guy. I'm not saying he performs like a max guy, but he is. He has that contract. So twenty point six uh, points guess, per game. Yeah. 31% from three, though. Yikes. Yeah, that's rough. Um, I guess an honorable mention for me from the Eastern Conference, I would say the Cleveland Cavaliers, just in terms of like what you said with the Kings. Like, uh, I'll yeah. give some love to the Cleveland Cavaliers just for the fact that. Colin Sexton's uh, been been doing pretty well uh, to start the season. Uh, I know it's early, and we've talked about this in our last pod to not give too much credit to that. Uh, but yeah. bravo for him for being able to come out the gate to a nice start. That's good for a young player. Uh, I will say, though, Kevin Love is trash and needs to get moved for some veteran rotation players that can actually help them win a game because... Kevin Love is not doing nothing. And now he's out again with another injury. Oh and that's God. a big question mark for Nobody me. wants him, though. Uh, Right. Who? I mean, do, I don't know what type of draft capital they have, but they would have to package that up with draft capital because no one's going to want to just take on that contract Boston. from Kevin Love. Uh, 
Well, that pretty much does it for me, man. I don't have uh, too many other teams here that really uh, need to be talked on right now. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else, uh, any other mentions that you had? Um, quick uh, slandering of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, what the hell are you guys Ouch. doing? You guys need to get it together. Stop going through Lillard and McCollum for these dead possessions where they just are shooting the most ridiculous shots and try to get the rest of the guys in rhythm. That's Let's use the say. pieces you have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's figure out what these guys can do because so uh, far Rodney hood has not impressed me. No, nope. um, Derek Jones jr. Has not impressed me offensively. Uh, Nurkic has definitely not impressed me. So you got a lot of guys that just need to kind of step it up right now. And that's all I got to say. So we're glad you're going to sit down and listen to this pod. Uh, enjoy it as always. Shouts out to all the listeners um, from all over the world now, man. We got downloads in India and Paris. So shouts out to everyone. Richardson, uh, Texas. Adam, Richardson, Texas. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, Washington Courthouse, Cincinnati and Pickerington, Ohio. A couple downloads in our hometown, Lancaster as well. A couple downloads uh, in Michigan too. Yeah, we got downloads in Michigan. So shouts out to everyone listening. Keep it up. Uh, keep engaging with us on Twitter at Pod Dip and on Instagram at The Dip Pod. Adam, you're taking over around, uh, the world of Instagram. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for content from that. Adam's going to be keeping that popping. Uh, so yeah, we appreciate everyone. Definitely. We appreciate all listeners. As we have said time and time again, we appreciate any and all, all. any and all <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Even right, you, yeah. Austin Rivers. Yes, even Austin Rivers. <laughs> this, this time, this time only. Yeah, just this one time, we'll give love to Austin Rivers. Poor guy. <laughs> Lord knows he needs it. He got froze out yeah. in the Knicks game the other day. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough turn for that guy. Uh, <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, thank you guys. Thanks again. We're out. Peace.